It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Well, thanks for joining us for another Smart Money Questions podcast. Walter Strolled here with you alongside Matt Hausman, the founder of Old Security Group. And we are excited to jump in to today's topic on the podcast because we're talking about reaping rewards for financial sacrifice. Now, it can be difficult to make financial sacrifices when the reward for doing so might not be seen until several years in the future. We're such a now-focused society. We want the return on that investment ASAP. We don't want to wait for it. So we've got to really think about this in terms of sacrifice these days. And Matt, for today's podcast, we're going to talk about some of the situations where you might be inclined to take the immediate benefit, because again, that's what we're kind of conditioned to do these days, but where you should really consider the delayed benefit of these different situations. And first one we can easily throw out there is passing up on a 401k match. I had to really get on my dad the other day because he was passing up his works 401k match and he's getting close to retirement. It's like, come on, man, what are you doing? That's free money. And he was like, well, we, I need the extra money this year. But luckily I was able to talk some sense into it. Matt, I'm sure you've been through many of these situations before. Well, and the other thing that we always advise clients on is that's really the only time to put money into a 401k is when there is a match because that is the free money. And the key thing about the free money is whatever return you end up getting on that, that's the best return you're ever going to get because it's a free return. So basically um, 100%, right? Correct. And look at that as the money that will help pay the tax when you then distribute those funds to yourself in retirement. But passing that up, because the interesting thing about it is, you know, companies nowadays, there are very few that are matching beyond 6%. And many of them, even if they do 6%, they will cap what they'll put into it maybe to five or six or $9,000 for the whole course of the year. When you think about that on however much you're making, that's not going to be a lot that you need to be putting in there to capture that from them. Especially if it's, I had someone in the office literally just yesterday and they were passing up a 3% match. And when I went through the process with him, he didn't realize that, well, I don't think I can afford it. As you just mentioned, I want the money now or I need the money now. But the other thing that does for you to capture that free money, you're actually gonna lower your tax bill. So you can either change your elections or you're going to look to get a refund to recapture that money because as you put the money in, you get tax relief at that particular time. So it really, from that case, when there is a match, is a win-win across the board. Absolutely. And again, that reaping financial sacrifice in the future, very much so worth it with not passing up on the 401k match. And in this case, as you mentioned, Matt, you're still actually getting some benefits in the near term as well. Another situation where we see people you know, wanting to take that immediate benefit, better off waiting a little bit, would be saving only into tax-deferred accounts. What do we mean by that? That means just the 401k or the 403b are contributing just to an IRA retirement account type where you're going to get some tax relief today and it's going to grow tax deferred, and then you'll take it out at a future time. If that's the only place, and just to let you know, Walter, this is epidemic. I actually heard this two weeks ago, 2016 numbers from the Fed. Total retirement accounts 
aggregated for all Americans has topped $26 trillion. Ooh, trillion. $26 trillion. Wow. So that means that's $26 trillion that the American government or the IRS has not got their hands on any tax revenue from that. And so you need to understand that that's the only place that you're going to have to go for funds in retirement. You're not going to be happy with the tax equation that comes out there. Most people haven't thought about that exit strategy. So the idea would be is we just got done talking about a match in your 401k. If there is that opportunity, definitely take advantage of it. But you also want to be looking at can I contribute to a Roth IRA? Mm -hmm. That's not going to give you any tax relief today, but it's going to give you massive tax-free benefits in the long term. And the other thing would just be regular after-tax investments and being able to take advantage of capital gains versus an ordinary income taxation on that. So just saving an area, and I know you hear all the gurus say, oh, max out your 401k, but they never talk about the exit strategy on the back end. And that's what you really want to be aware of because, you know, I sat with someone earlier this week as we were going over their accounts and how much they'd already taken out this year and they wanted to take out some more things for a couple different reasons and they wanted to take it out of their IRAs. But when I showed them the tax cost, because that's really the only place they had, that she literally, she looked at me and she had tears in her eyes and she said, when, when am I going to be able to really get access to this money? I said, well, you get access to it now. You could take it all. You just have to be willing to pay the taxman on the way out the door because he became your ugly Uncle Sam at the time that you contributed all of your money into that. So you just only saving in tax deferred accounts is really long term not your best place to put it. Well, and that story reminds me of another one of those situations where you might want to cash out of a retirement plan early so that you can accomplish some other tax. Maybe it's to, you know, buy a bigger home or, you know, for whatever the purpose may be. Hey, let's go ahead and cash out of this retirement plan. Use that money for now. That's the sort of immediate benefit. But you talk about kicking yourselves down the road. That could certainly become the case when you get into retirement and you sure wish you still had that retirement plan in place. Well, not only that, do you wish that you still had that money? Second of all, whatever you're going to use it for at that immediate time is what's going to be the true cost. I spoke to someone just the other day. They were referred to us, a younger couple, and she was going to be inheriting IRA monies from her uncle. And their goal was to liquidate the entire account and go buy a beach home. Oh, wow. And the idea was, well, you know, we really want that beach home now. This is found money, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. And I said, well, let's think about this for a minute. First of all, their tax set on that is going to be about 40% of the total value. So you need to add that on top of that beach home cost, because there's a true cost to liquidate that account and then go buy that property. The other thing is, don't be thinking that that real estate idea that you have, while while you are gonna enjoy some good times there, real estate historically has only grown at 4%. That's not gonna be a good retirement Mm -hmm. asset for you in the future. It's kinda like uh, when you purchase something with a credit card, if you're not gonna pay that thing off right away, the $100 product you purchased wasn't $100. It's $100 plus all the interest that you end up paying on top of it. So, right. And don't come and tell me that, well, I got it 50% off because now that you didn't pay it off, you really didn't get 50% off because there's an <laughs> right. additional cost to that. Yeah, it's interesting, the psychology behind some of these things for sure. And that's why we want to highlight on today's podcast how you can reap rewards for making 
financial sacrifices now. Don't take the immediate benefit necessarily on some of these things. Consider that delayed benefit. And this is evidenced maybe no more clearly, Matt, than when it comes to Social Security and everybody's sort of desire to hey, I just turned 62, I'm ready to get that Social Security money in my pocket that I've worked so hard for over the years. I want to get it out now before Social Security disappears. I don't want to wait till I'm 70 to take it. I want the extra income as soon as I can have it. A lot of people just want to you know, get their hands on it as soon as they can, but they're leaving potentially a lot of money on the table. Oh, absolutely. Most people don't realize that when you elect at 62, you're taking a 25 to a 30% reduction in your overall payout, and that is for the rest of your life. In addition to that, if you're married, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick on us guys for a minute, and let's say that we're going to go take it at 62, and many times what we've seen, it's actually kind of coming closer together, but for people that are eligible right now, for the most part, the men have the higher earnings record. And so their amount is higher. And if they go in and they take that at 62, when, and normally we go first, they're not thinking of the survivorship benefit for their surviving spouse. And that's the secondary effect that happens just because I want to go in and get my money now. So 25 to 30% reduction, depending on when your full retirement age at taking at 62, and then also not recognizing the survivor benefits and what is lost there. And I can speak firsthand, that's something that happened in my family. My dad actually did take it at 62. My mm -hmm. mom worked until her full retirement age. He passed away at, at 69, and my mom's step up to his was very, very minimal because of that reduction and the fact that she worked longer. So you really want to take that into consideration. Outside of the fact, even if you're still working part-time, we have what's called the earnings threshold if you declare for Social Security prior to your full retirement age. Wow, that's fascinating. Interesting as well that you've seen this firsthand, the kind of impact that that can have. I guess last but not least, let's throw this in there, Matt, reaping rewards for financial sacrifice. And if you're working with the wrong advisor, even if people realize it, a lot of the times because of the relationship that they've built, they just stick with that person anyway. And that's the immediate benefit. We're just kind of flipping it around a different way to think about it. The immediate benefit is, well, it would be really hard to switch advisors at this point in life and, and to deal with the burden that comes along with that. But again, the delayed benefit will be worth it if you think about working with somebody that's more appropriate for where you are in life. Well, and there's a big difference in when you're in your working years and what your what the advisor has been trained and what their knowledge base is in growing those assets for you compared to when it comes time to distribute them. And interestingly enough, I just sat with someone a couple weeks ago and they made the comment and they'd been with their advisor for 15 years and they're now within about two years of retirement and they're recognizing that that investment philosophy and investment style and the strengths that that advisor had is not gonna really serve them well when they go into the distribution phase of all the assets that they've accrued. And so I can't express it enough. There's a, there really is from a planning and knowledge base, there's different investment philosophies for when you're accumulating wealth versus when it's time to distribute wealth. Many different variables on both sides, but when it comes time to go into retirement, and let me say this as well, because I hear this often, 
And that is, well, I don't really need to come in and really engage in that until I'm within six months or a year for retirement. And I would really caution you against that type of thinking. You want to start thinking about the distribution phase around five years at that retirement date, because there's going to be things that you're going to want to put in place today to be ready for, you know, if you're lucky enough to actually be able to walk out the door and be Peyton Manning, retire at your own at the pinnacle of winning the Super Bowl versus not being prepared and being forced into an early retirement. So it's real important to start that planning process sooner than later. So, Matt, I'm assuming that, you know, it's kind of teaching people. I mean, this is not talking about, all right, which investment gets me the re- most return on my dollars, right? I mean, th- that's not what this conversation has been about at all. Yet this is probably very similar to the kinds of conversations and talks you're having with people in your office each and every day. How far beyond just talking about the investments does financial planning go in your eyes? Oh, I think it goes way beyond that. You know, you really need to have a holistic approach in not just looking at, quote, someone's money and where those investments are. It's uh, everything from, you know, planning something as simple as the emergency fund and, and where those funds should be and how much should be there all the way to different real estate holdings someone has. If they're going to be buying new automobiles, where's the best place to take that? And then most importantly, which is something that you know I kind of pride myself on, is really understanding the tax angle. Not that I'm a CPA or a tax attorney or anything like that, but the one thing that we've recognized and we talked about it earlier is there's such an epidemic right now of people getting ready to retire with the majority of their assets in qualified retirement accounts. And as a gentleman said to me yesterday, I had no idea what that was going to look like, the tax cost on distribution. And so that you want to have an understanding on all of it. And quite frankly, sometimes I know I have to be the, the messenger with the bad news, but it's at least better to be prepared for it. That's why maybe four, five, six years before retirement, you really want to understand, are my assets where they should be? And is it going to be the most efficient way to distribute my assets from where they're located in retirement. So interesting to see how deep financial planning can get. And if you're not getting that kind of guidance currently from your advisor, reach out to Matt Hausman and the team at Old Security Group. They have offices in Westchester, Pennsylvania and Newark, Delaware, but can serve you as they do many of their clients all across the country. We can use the magic of technology these days to have conversations remotely all the time. 610-719-3003 is your number to call to reach the office and set up that time to meet or to have a conversation with Matt. 610-719-3003. See what true planning should look like. You can also go to smartmoneyquestions.com for more information on this program, to listen to past podcasts. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play, and make sure you're getting Matt's email each and every week with the new podcast when it comes out, and you can learn more about his firm there as well. Go to smartmoneyquestions.com. Coming up on the next podcast, we're going to be talking about what you should do to quiz your advisor. There's no such thing as a dumb question. We're going to explore some of the questions that you should ask a potential advisor or even your current advisor, assuming you haven't asked these kinds of things before, of course. Some interesting questions that you should pose to them will tell you why, what the questions are, and what the answers should probably sound like on the next podcast. So be sure to come back and join us for that. For Matt Hausman, I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you on the next 
episode of Smart Money Questions.